Well, hello there, coaches. Do you know how sometimes it helps to be reminded of something? Coaches are very smart people. We have lots of wisdom brimming inside of us. But, you know, during this pandemic, I especially need reminding about how many helpful things I can't even name. After recent conversations with a bunch of my past clients and current clients, I thought it might be helpful to reprise an older episode. There's lots of gems back in the earlier episode numbers, and a lot of people don't get to hear them. And so I thought that I would take the opportunity to bring this one back out. It is all about why it's so easy to get stuck as a new coach and how to snap out of it. You can find the show notes for this episode and links to other helpful information at prosperouscoach.com slash 72. Let's roll this puppy. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey coaches, I am so glad that you have tuned in today. I have an interesting topic to talk to you about today. It has a little bit of a psychological aspect to it. And this episode is part of the Smart Mindsets and Habits series. And it's got to be said because it's breaking my heart to see so many coaches bogged down and unable to move forward with clarity. You know how they say that multitasking isn't good for your brain? And yet we still do it, don't we? (laughs) The best case scenario is that you do a lot, but do nothing well, and They've determined that it actually lowers your IQ. And I think the same thing is true when your brain is overloaded with unnecessary ideas and future tasks for your coaching business. I talked a little bit about overwhelm before in episode 20. It was called How to Stop Saying Yes to Bright Shiny Objects. It's been a popular podcast episode of mine, and if you haven't heard it, you can find it at prosperouscoach.com slash 20. In that episode, the focus was mostly about how you can waste money and time and brain power on programs that you're not developmentally ready for yet as a business owner. I'm talking about things like advanced strategies and tactics that won't really work well for you until you have the business foundation piece in place. And as I've mentioned before, business foundation is your target audience, what they want so much, they'll be willing to invest in your help to get it. You develop your niche around that, you develop a signature system, web copy, a freebie, signature program, pricing, all those pieces are the business foundation. When you have all of that in place, and it's all directed at your target audience. Then you have a solid business foundation, and then you can plug that into all sorts of tactics and things, and they'll work for you. 
Well, in this episode, I want to dig deeper into what's actually happening in your mind and your emotional body when you heap upon yourself more and more information that you really can't use right now. When new coaches reach out to me, you know, they're wanting to work with me, they fill out a questionnaire on my website. And I ask them to give me a snapshot of what they're doing day to day to build their business. Nearly every new coach tells me that they've been spending a lot of time researching. They've been looking at other coaches' websites, and I always feel like, oh no, because that's not really helpful. Partly because it's very hard to discern a coaching website that works from a coaching website that's a dud. And there are a lot of duds out there because, and this is totally understandable, it's often one of the first things a coach does after they finish coach training is they throw up a website and they they aren't really directing it towards any audience. They don't really have a clear niche. They're not really solving a very specific problem. So those websites end up being duds. They don't enroll. They don't build a list. So looking around at other coaches' websites can be well, it could really lead you astray, quite honestly. And it just takes experience to know what will work in a coaching website. These people also tell me that they're reading everything they can about coaching and coaching business tips. They're on loads of lists. They are every day force feeding themselves with so much information. I can also tell that they're surfing for answers to big questions that really can't be answered in a free blog or a webinar, even a podcast. Things like, how do I choose my niche? Or where can I find paying clients? Or what do I need to do to earn well as a coach? There's so much complexity in those questions. And then they're also signing up for loads of free webinars and downloads, everything they can really get their hands on. And a lot of times, even though they go to the webinars or they do download things, very often the information just sits on their desktop and they're just not able to take it in. I want you to know this is normal to some degree, but it isn't necessarily a good way to go. And here's the truth. You can't possibly consume a fire hose of information and stay sane. It literally leaves you breathless with overwhelm and unable to move forward. I've determined that I'm going to call this the new coach swirl and spin. And those are the words that I hear coaches use. They say, my mind is swirling, my head is spinning, and I'm so confused that I'm paralyzed. I want you to know that I so know this place. I have been there myself. And what happens is we have these thousands of bits of disconnected information that literally shuts down your executive function, your creativity and intuition. And that's when fear and doubt surges up within you. Doubts about whether you can succeed in coaching, doubts that anybody's going to pay you for it, doubts that The things that you've been working on are good enough, doubts that you're good enough, fears that you've made the wrong decision, that you've wasted time and money. And then what happens is your brain, trying to be helpful, starts pulling up 
quote-unquote evidence to support those doubts. And pretty soon you find yourself in a depression, hopefully a temporary depression. Anxiety actually gets you in its grips. And then everything slows to a dead stop, but you don't feel rested because of that stop. You feel frustrated because of that stop. And then you start thinking about giving up. Part of you wants to give up. You think it would be so much easier if I just let this whole idea go. And then your ever helpful brain begins to justify that idea. And after that, shame surfaces. So that's the new coach swirl and spin. I've experienced it. Most of my clients before they start with me experienced it. It's so hard. And I, my heart goes out to you. And of course, this doesn't just happen to coaches. This is not a pattern that's unique to coaches. It happens to most new entrepreneurs. It happens to students. It happens to people who were unceremoniously dropped into a promotion without training. (laughs) But there's one thing for sure, and that is this. You have to stop it before it gets to that point of the shame. So there are mindsets and habits to address this. And by the way, there are nearly always mindsets and habits that address nearly any mental or emotional challenge that comes up repeatedly. And that's why I've done a series on mindsets and habits and systems. I I just really think that it's such a huge part of our day-to-day experience, how we experience the tough and challenging times of our lives. And I want you to know, I'm not saying that I've got this totally figured out. The only reason I really have some of this figured out is because I've studied it, because I've decided, okay, (laughs) I'm sick of this thing dogging me, and I'm going to figure out how to beat it. A lot of coaches do that. So first, let's talk about good habits around this, because good habits are preventative Wouldn't it be great if you never got to that shame place, if you never got to that place where you're negotiating with yourself about quitting your dream of coaching? So habit number one is only open to bite size and specific information. Reach out for specific information that will help you move forward on one specific bite size goal. So what you're doing here is you're limiting your intake. (laughs) And then, of course, habit number two is to take action immediately. Once you have the specific information you need, take action on the next immediate step and then pause for a minute before you cram more information in. Not too long ago, I decided to start marketing an Instagram. I've owned up to this before. I'm not the most social media savvy person, but I found the Instagram app, um, Did I just say Instagram app? The Instagram app. I found it nearly useless in terms of explaining how to use it wisely. And I'm still learning. But I really have decided very firmly, very consciously not to load myself up with a bunch of how to's on this. And I'll tell you earlier in my life, earlier in my coaching business, 
I would have crammed everything I could get on the subject, thinking that that was the way to deal with it. So I've held myself back from overwhelming myself on this goal to learn how to wisely use Instagram and, you know, how to get my word out about my podcast and services through that channel. So I've learned how to set up a basic profile and then I learned how to post and started posting weekly. Is it perfect? Does my, I don't know what you call it, the board of posts, does it look perfect? No. You know, have I done everything right? No. Have I learned it all? No. Will I? Well, maybe eventually. But I have gotten to the good enough place. And that is something else that is important. And it's actually more of a mindset, but get to the good enough place. Sometimes the best training is actually observing and doing, learning incrementally on a pace that your brain can actually support. And it's one of the reasons why when I work with my clients over a five-month period to get everything ready for their coaching business so they can launch not only in style, but also in confidence. The the whole thing I'm doing there is really helping them to learn incrementally, to walk them through this at a pace that won't make them go insane. Habit number three is perhaps a little bit more unique than the other two, and that is to schedule learning sessions with yourself. Now, I'm a big fan of blocking time I recommend that you try blocking time for your own coaching business, for for your client sessions, for client management, for emailing, for writing, for marketing tasks, and also for learning. To actually put it in your calendar, this is a learning hour, although you might consider limiting it to just a half an hour at a time. When I decided to start podcasting, I looked for a training program where I could go at my own pace, but also where I'd be able to ask questions of an expert. And I found the Podcast Host Academy. I love those guys, by the way, if you're thinking of creating a podcast. It's a great little academy. And I loved their lessons because they had them broken down into tiny little steps. They had these videos and a little bit written out and uh, a task for you to complete for each thing. And I thought that was brilliant. And actually, while I did complete more than one lesson in a sitting, I could complete several lessons in a half an hour sitting. And at the end of that half hour, I felt like I had really learned something and, and I had tested it out. I had actually learned how to use equipment and things like that. Habit number four is set up a learning community. Back in episode number four, it was just my fourth little episode called uh, How to Feel Isolated in Your Coaching Business. And you can find that, by the way, at prosperouscoach.com slash four. I talked about the importance of community when you're building a coaching business. It's so tempting, especially for those of us that are kind of loners. And I'm a bit of a loner. I pride myself, I think, to a certain degree in being somewhat self-sufficient. But even with that MO, I've realized that it's really not the best way to go. There's an amazing bunch of resources on Facebook. You can find support groups, you can find forums, you can find meetup groups, you can find 
all sorts of ways to connect with other people who are basically in the same boat you're in. You can ask questions. You can do knowledge sharing. Okay, let's talk about the mindset piece now. I've given you four habits, and I'm just going to give you one mindset about this. And this is a mindset to rule them all. (laughs) It's to slow down and think it through. So let's say you are in that coach swirl and spin and you notice yourself. And this is, of course, important is to notice yourself starting to do it. You're starting to spin. You're getting confused. You're getting overwhelmed. You're getting breathless. If you just slow down, you'll keep yourself from going into that really deep spiral of pain and suffering that ends in shame and trying to talk yourself into quitting coaching. We live in a culture of speed. It's not a useful way to live, but it is the way of the collective. You can control your speed. You can slow down when you feel that first inkling of overwhelm. Push back from the desk if that's where you are. Stand up, breathe, look outside, go outside, look at the colors, look at the beauty. Pet your cat or your dog. Get a clear mental break from whatever it is that has brought you to this moment. And then when you feel that you have firmly averted that swirl and spin, go into first gear. It's kind of like your car. If you've got a manual transmission, get into first gear. Slow, right? And ask yourself, what is my next immediate small step that I can take right now. And that's because action is a salve and in and of itself, especially if you've got too much going on in your head, taking one small step. And then when you're ready to get into second gear, set a timer for a reasonable amount of time and take the next step. And then ask yourself again, okay, what is my next immediate small step? But I think when you break things down this way, you just really force your mind to stop looking way ahead and getting overwhelmed with the mountain that you feel you've got to climb. It's a good thing to develop a range of speeds. I remember talking to a colleague of mine who said, I have two speeds on and off. And on is move very quickly. (laughs) So remember that you can always downshift in your coaching business. You get to control your speed. You control your intake of information. You control your pace of work. You control how big your business gets, how many clients you take on. You get to control all the details. And sometimes you've got to remind yourself of this. Okay, I hope this is really helpful to you. The next episode is getting into a rhythm in your coaching business. And if you haven't done it already, I hope you will join my Prosperous Coach Club, which is the Facebook group that I have. And we would love to have you be a part of that. You can join by going to prosperouscoach.com slash FB. And I look forward to seeing you there. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. 
Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.